Hello, hello, and welcome to the CVETS podcast. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about doing justly. Now, if you've been following us over the past couple of weeks, you would know we started a series discussing the foreigner lifestyle and what it is that the Lord calls us to do if we really want to be a, uh, a foreigner. And um, today we have the pleasure of having Danny and Mindy Thibault with us. Thank you for joining us, guys. Yes, it's an honor to have you. Yes. Yeah, for real. So we're going to unpack a little bit about doing justly. And to begin with, I want to bring in a Bible verse, which I think is pretty beneficial. <laughs> um, First John 3, I mean, we are 17. the Center for Biblical right. End Time Studies. Yeah. We, we should like the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the verse is, But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? And I feel like this is a pretty good verse to start our conversation of do justly. If you have everything in the world that you need and you have a friend, a neighbor, a relative who is in need, don't shut up your heart, but stretch out your hand and help them. And I feel like this is a verse that kind of portrays you guys and the lifestyle that you've been choosing to live over the past couple of years. So with this in mind, would you just care to unpack a little bit about how you guys have been living justly over the past couple of years? Well, it's been more than two years from my understanding. I mean, I know a little bit of your story. You're from Michigan. Yes. You had a construction business, just doing life as a typical, you know, Michigan citizen and, of course, raising a family and all that. How long ago was it that God began to speak to you guys about, you know, what you're currently been giving your hand to? And I know our audience wants to hear more about that story, <laughs> but why don't you just give us like a, a brief kind of story of yes. who you were and then how you got hijacked by God to do good good works for Hi- his kingdom. Hijacked is a really good, <laughs> good, good Hijack is a, is a very, very good word. Uh you know, it actually started about 2005. Uh, we went into a very rich season in the Lord with just grace to fast and really press in um, because we had knew, known God was doing so. He was moving, and it was about in 2005. And then uh, around 2009, four years into this, um, uh, we brought our youngest of our older children down here to do an internship okay. at Landry. And once, once we brought her down, we get back home, and now we're empty nesters in our early 40s. And, and we didn't believe in the American dream, but we just said, you know, we kept crying of our heart. was like, God, let's make a mark in the earth. Let's do something for your name because you're worthy of, mm-hmm. of all, you know. And so we turned on the, the web stream, High Hop's 10-year anniversary, and that's when we got hijacked. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we started watch, watching this web stream, and they started talking about... 24-7 works of justice, talking yeah, about 10,000 yeah. orphans, spirit of adoption, and that just, I mean, it hooked. It hooked us, and we're like, what? This, this is what I want to do all my life. Yeah. Yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah. what I want to do that, Lord. And long we, story short. We've never short, heard anything like it. Okay. You know, we were in our church for many years, and you know, I was raised in the church. I, I, my grandfather was a pastor. Never heard anyone talk the way that they were talking that oh, night. Wow. But this language that was coming out, I mean, it just, the Lord just started moving in our hearts separately. Wow. And um, so the next day, I um, I keep, honestly, I, I'm in my quiet time, and Holy Spirit is whispering in my ear, adoption, a baby, adoption. And I was like, I was trying to shake it off, because I was like going, wait a minute, whoa, 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 we just finished. <laughs> yeah. That season, season is season, over, <laughs> check. Yeah, exactly. I, I did my victory lap around the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I said, we did it. That's oh, awesome. That's <laughs> and and then day two comes by. I can't shake it. Day three, 
um, Holy Spirit's whispering, adoption, a newborn, a baby, the fatherless. And this was not even on our grid wow. at all. I mean, it wasn't like wow. we had nobody in our sphere that was preaching this or, or saying it, it or doing it. Wow. It was that moment watching the 10-year anniversary. And I grabbed her three days later, and I said, honey, we got to sit down. I said, I need to share something. I said, I keep hearing Holy Spirit whisper in my ear, adoption, a baby, adoption, a baby. And then she says, me too. Wow. Lord do, and I said, how do we do that? <laughs> Y'all, I don't even know how to do it. Oh, and wow. you said, why would we do that? <laughs> Both very good questions. Very valid, valid question. Oh, yeah. I love it when the Lord moves on both hearts of a couple separately, but simultaneously, and then they come together yeah. and it's the same, like, that's when you know it really is. That's hard. that's when you know it's going to be hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, so gosh. literally nine months later, the tree, literally yeah. to the day we were holding our new wow, thirty minutes old. Oh, and, we, wow. and we didn't know what it even looked like. We just gave God a yes. Okay. And I mean, I was like going, "Wait a minute, here, Lord, you want me to start over? Lord, this is a lifetime of surrender again. Right. You know, yeah, another and eighteen years. <laughs> looking at just you and me, babe. We did it. You know, in the restaurants and just you know." her and I traveling and doing whatever uh, it was, we were laying our lives down for that. And again, when I said we didn't have a grid for it, we had no grid for it. And, and when the Lord hooked us, it, I mean, he made us mush over the whole spirit of Elijah, spirit wow. of adoption, Gosh. doing justice yeah. was it, you know? Okay. So just explain the spirit of Elijah. Well, you know, Malachi 4, you know, it just talks about, uh, you know, uh, verse 5 and 6 says, Behold, I'll send you Elijah the prophet before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And, of course, we know it, the man himself will be coming back. But that spirit of Elijah, you know, like uh, it says in Luke one seventeen, it says, uh, you know, John will go in the power and spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the ways of the just to make ready a people for the return of the Lord. And so I fully believe we're in the fulfillment of that prophecy right wow. now and that the church needs to wake up to this because yeah. this is the doing justice portion. Right. You know, he says yeah. in Psalm 82 to to defend them, deliver them and do justice. Yeah. And yeah. and he's very specific with the fatherless. Like, oh, yeah, yes. I commanded you to do this. This isn't a, a <laughs> calling. Yeah. But this I've asked, I'm inviting the church in the last days that this is where it's going. Will you gather the gather the harvest that I'm going to bring you uh, in? Yeah. And that's what I was looking at going, I didn't see it like this, Lord. Yeah. But this is winning souls. Wow. We're winning souls. We're bringing them into our home. It's all Matthew 25 where he said, when I was, you know, when uh, you saw me hungry. And I had an amazing encounter with our first adoption with Liren with that Matthew 25 scripture with the reality. I got Liren in my arms. God brings me to Matthew 25. And I'm feeding her. And he, said, and he said, when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. I was a stranger, you brought me in. You know, oh, my and, gosh. I mean, all wow. those, all that, that whole message there. Uh, and Jesus said, and whatever you do unto these little ones, you do it directly wow. unto me. Wow. And Come so, on. yeah, I mean, off the chart encounters like that and that's just one yeah, yeah. of how god feels about the fatherless and right. doing justice yeah so. gosh so your hearts were gripped to adopt to bring in the fatherless so you did you adopted your first when was that that was um 2000. 2010 july 22nd 2010. 
Okay. And then six months later, we were updated in our home study. It's easier to keep it uh, up, updated every year. Okay. <clears throat> Called our local uh, place, and she said, well, um, when you come in tomorrow, I've got a situation on my desk. She had twins that were due in six weeks. Oh, my. And um, one needed a heart, uh, they thought at the time, a heart transplant. She wow. just had surgery. But um, she said, we can't find a match because of the heart condition so we grabbed hands and said okay, she said what do you guys <laughs> say you know we have a six month old oh, at home <laughs> yeah our baby was only six months old at the time but two weeks prior i was kind of walking through the house just looking at my life we had a beautiful home you know great job i had this yeah. baby beautiful family and i heard the lord say you're like the rich man and i was like whoa what <laughs> Wow. And he said, because I, you know, I collected things. And he said, I want you to get rid of all this. Give it to the poor. Give it to the orphan. And I said, Lord, I kind of argued with him. I said, this, is, this isn't worth anything. It's just the way I decorate. Right. He said, I want you to decorate your home with children. Oh, <laughs> my said, gosh. Wow. And two weeks later, we find out about the twins. So we say yes. <clears throat> Three weeks later, they're born. Oh. <gasps> so they're early. Yes. yes, one week before our Landry, who we just brought down, she and Josh were getting married. One week before <laughs> these babies are born. Oh, my. <laughs> and I'm the mother of the bride doing yeah, everything. Yeah, of course. You know? <laughs> and uh, so it was intense. So now we have a six-month-old. We have twins. One, uh, Kaya went to, uh, you know, the children's hospital waiting seven weeks for open heart. Oh, and uh, so it was intense. But It was uh, very intense. I mean, we adopted three babies, so we can do anything. Right, right. <laughs> the world is easy I, I don't disagree. I mean, that that's really Gosh. crazy. You know, when we think about, you know, of course, for every believer, um, the the not just the foreigner messengers right there's this this uh th this guide this pattern that some of our leaders came up with um the seven commitments for spiritual growth and this one on doing justly it seems like one of the more invasive ones you know because it's you know like if you speak boldly about something which we'll discuss in the future it's hard but then the moment moment usually recedes unless you're in a highly persecuted environment but doing works of justice, like that's a that's a daily decision, you know, mm -hmm. like right. every day, like when you go to the grocery store, you're at the gas station, when you're driving and that person cuts you off the, you know, like there's so many daily choices mm -hmm. to surrender and that you've chosen one of the consummate daily surrenders, mm -hmm. oh you gosh, know, and not so much. And I, I mean, I know you'd agree with this, but not so much chosen, but almost like God dropped it on your lap. Yeah. And you said yes once, and that was enough for him to take you all the way in. Wow. Yeah. Well, and it, when, it, when you say that he hooked us, or, or uh, I can't remember what you hijacked, hijacked, hijacked us, yes. <laughs> um, it, it was that because we gave a yes, and he didn't give us time to process it. You know, because oh, wow. I mean, we would have, if I had time, a minute to, to think about all of the adoptions. I mean, we just gave the yes, and then he just boom, 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 boom. And we just were like, he kept highlighting, nudging, prophetic was just moving. We're like, going, we, oh, we have to move now. Okay, yes, Lord. Let, yes, wow. Lord. Well, I feel like he really hooked us, though, with our first adoption. And because when they placed her in my arms, it was the, I had the most pure sphere of the Lord come over me of, oh my gosh, I could have missed this. Yeah. And I think that the Lord does come into all of our lives at different points and just whispers and says, you know, we're on this track. 
and he says, just look over here. Hmm. And many say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't work. That doesn't fit. Right. But every time, I mean, not, I'm not boasting in any way, but because of that moment of saying, oh, my God, I could have missed this, every time he says, hey, look over here, we say, yes. Because he's opening up a whole new world if yeah. I do look over there. And, and you've ex- done it over and over and over. Yeah. yeah, you've experienced the gold of just the joy of even obedience. Yes. That's yeah. amazing. You know, this morning I was reading Isaiah 58, which you guys I'm sure are familiar with because this would bring you strength during your season. But I want to read it, and I'd love then to move from this into a conversation related to how this motivated you to part, launch, start, how mm-hmm. God orchestrated this thing called the moral outcry, which many of our audience know about, but many of them don't. So I'd love to go that direction in the, here in a second. So in verse six, it says, is, this, uh, is not this the fast that I chose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless uh, pour into your house when you see the naked to cover him similar to Matthew 25 right yeah. um, uh, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh and verse 8 then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing spring, uh, shall spring up speedily your righteousness shall go before you the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard and even I love this one in verse 9 then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, oh, gosh, here I am. Come on. Of course, it keeps going. <laughs> but, um, I mean, just, a, you know, of course, uh, he's, he's uh, really indicting those that are fasting for selfish gain and, you know, actually using it as a, as a, as an, uh, as a tool of malice against others, and, uh, which is crazy. Uh, but then he says, this is my chosen fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, great, you can go without things to flaunt it around, but, like, can you set the oppressed free? Like, like if you do that, like, I'll pay attention. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> Come on. Right? So, so, so I just wanted to in, it, just bring that into the conversation as we talk about the moral outcry. Why don't you tell us a little bit of the story behind Yeah. You know, why this happened? Of course, recently you were at the Supreme Court, which is kind of a, a milestone in your journey. Uh, so if you could tell so, us. It really started in the prayer room in 2016 when the Lord spoke to me on one of the morning sets and asked me if I would loan him my womb. Wow. <laughs> wow. We, now, we had for a, you know, a decade already been traveling and speaking and walking families through a newborn adoption. And we stood and did the life tape and shut down a clinic in Michigan and did all those kind of things. Um, So abortion was always part of the DNA. When you adopt, you can't adopt and it not affect you. Most all adoptions have some kind of abortion story attached to it. In in saying that, in fact, we think there is going to be an adoption movement in the earth that's going to meet abortion head on. Oh, wow. And and that there's it's going got to, to it's going yeah. to be a harvest that the Lord can say this is my harvest. What do you say, church? You know, with 3,500 babies a day, wow. And and then it gets overturned. We're you know we're priming the church to get ready for what's right. coming. Right. Wow. So so, um, so long story short, I um, turning 50, I've had menopause. I come home, I tell Denny, I think the Lord wants us to adopt an embryo. And, um, you know, that's a thing. There's uh, many embryos 
that are because of infertility treatments that are left at clinics and all these different things. And um, he said, well, why would we do that when we're fighting for a child that's in the womb already, um, maybe is about to be born and doesn't even have a family to go to? Mm-hmm. And I ended up having a dream that night where in the dream I basically flushed a embryo in my sink disposal and turned wow. it on. And I woke up weeping like, what on earth, Lord, are you trying to do? And he speaks to me and says, I'm sorry, I don't know. It's to show you how I feel about this. Wow. He said, whether life is so small that the human eye can't see it or a fully formed baby being torn from its mother's womb. He said, I stood before them both and declared plans, purpose, and destiny. Come on. And Gosh. I grieve equally yeah. for both. Because we believe life starts at conception, yes. not yes. six months into pregnancy or exactly. when the baby's born. So um, that kind of tied me to the abortion issue of realizing at the moment, you know, of conception, you know, we have our heartbeat bills, we have the, you know, the early term abortions, all these different things. So um, we adapted four. Uh, I did carry and gave birth to one. He's almost two. His name is Gideon Wilberforce. But uh, just after that dream, I, we were really, Denny had gotten a scripture from someone, Ezekiel 21, 27, just share the scripture. Um, yeah, we were we were doing a prayer set in the in the prayer room, and I had gotten a scripture from an intercessor from Michigan, and she sends it to me while we we're doing a set, and <clears throat> it says, "I will overturn, overturn, overturn it, and it will be no more until he comes, whose right it is, and I will give it to him." And with that scripture, it just uh, leading the life department here at uh, IHOP. Uh, just gave us fuel to, okay, Lord, what do you mean? You're going to overturn Roe v. Wade? Then we need strategy. We need help. Uh, and I want to just say this. Uh, when, when the Lord brought this to us about the, the dream here, Mindy and I ended up repenting, you know, because the embryo, the eight-month-old, uh, why would the Lord want us to do this? We had a paradigm shift ourselves of putting our own human value on what we thought was more valuable, the eight month or just the speck, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. that's a baby and that's a baby, you know? And and so we ended up repenting saying, God, who are we? (laughs) Who are we? You say their, their future is certain and they're they're, You love them and their children. And so we just, we just had a paradigm shift. He gets this verse and, um, we, start really praying into it like okay lord then maybe you want us to be a part of this um this whole decision on the adoption of these embryos happen we end up debriefing after this conference with some of the people that we work with here and this woman we didn't know approached us and said um you know roe v wade has never been successfully challenged and every time it was talked about at this conference i kept seeing your guys's face and I'm getting hot. I'm thinking, no, we're, that's not where we're heading. And she's, but then she said to me, but I didn't know if you were going to be pregnant. And I said, why would you say that? No one at the table knew we had just adopted four embryos, you know, did all yeah. the legal paperwork. And she said, well, there's this dream that a pregnant woman will find favor of the Supreme Court. I'm not that woman, but I'm, <laughs> I'm tying it together to show yeah. you that it, um, it got my attention, right. got our attention. We said, oh, well, we are about to be pregnant, very miraculously at that. Yeah. And, okay, so maybe this is something the Lord wants us to really look into. So we just went to prayer. And um, I started, and it was Purim. I started uh, Esther fast. 
And I got up that morning and with just, you know, I, you can just feel the richness of the Holy Spirit that he's got something to say. It's like, come on, come on, I feel it. What, what do you got? And I just started seeing William Wilberforce from the movie Amazing Grace mm-hmm. yeah. rolling out his petition before Parliament. I just kept seeing it over and over and over. And we ended up sovereignly being connected to this Supreme Court attorney. Um, and I, we started emailing him. And I said, has anybody ever petitioned the Supreme Court who actually made this rule? Um, you know, there's lots of petitions, but anybody go right for the throat? <laughs> yeah. And he said, no. Wow. And that would be worth its weight in gold, he said, with our new administration. Gosh. And uh, that's how the moral outcry started. And the Lord has just breathed on it. it is, I mean, we are still just mom and dad raising yes. babies. Yeah. And um, it's just... It's just the Lord. Wow. So you got, I, I heard the figure the other day, 258,000. About 265 or s- close to that. 265,000 signatures yeah. uh, of people saying, hey, we want to see this overturned. What, what is it specifically that, that people are signing? So it is asking the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade and its companion cases um, there's, we're not just saying we want abortion to end. We have five uh, pillars in the petition. So we're saying we, we have a way to say that it isn't necessary anymore, and here's how we can fix it. The first one is, um, uh, legally, it is a crime against Mandy. Any time that we withdraw any kind of protection from uh, any human being, it, you're committing a, cr- a crime, crime against Mandy. Right. The second one is their scientific evidence. 1973, they couldn't see in the womb with our social media. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, everybody's right. posting their babies in the womb. Yes. Um, the third one is there's a safe haven law in every state. A woman has a certain period of time after she's given birth, she could relinquish that baby with zero you know, repercussions on her. So there's no undue burden. Um, the fourth one is, I always forget all of these. The fourth, the fifth one is there's over a million, two uh, million, two million now. Yep. There's over two million families at any given time that want a newborn baby wow. Wow. because they so, they're infertile themselves and they're looking yes, for a family. exactly. Okay. And then, um, so what did I say? Crime against humanity, scientific evidence. Um, safe You're looking haven. at me, and I I, know. I, <laughs> I have them not memorized. I, there's one I always forget. I forget. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, but you guys have anyways. a website where we can. Yes, yes, yes. Anybody can read it, and they can read these five pillars. Where is it at? Mor- moral. The, the moraloutcry.com. Okay, the moraloutcry.com. We'll go ahead and put it in our description, just or, uh, just to make sure that you guys can have access to that. And can people still sign? Who have yes, yes, we absolutely. still need signatures. We okay. want a million signatures. So we were just at the Supreme Court here uh, a couple weeks ago. They heard a case, um, the Louisiana case. The case is actually to protect women um, who, if basically, it's saying if you want to have an abortion, then we need to make it safer for women. Oh, that's the that's the other one. Um, it hurts women. Oh, Scientific okay, yeah. evidence, right. it hurts women. And so um, this case is pertaining to that. So we were all there for that case, but they could overturn it. They can, wow. at this point, at this stage in the game, that is an option that they could just overturn the whole thing, not just say yes 
to this case and let that stand. Wow. So we were just there for all of this in December, or in uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. And uh, so I think that we've got a 5-4 um, vote-wise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In terms of those that would be in favor yes. of... of and it's going to be a substantial victory. Even if they don't overturn it, it still will be a substantial victory. Right. It's a huge pl blow to the abortion industry. It's a matter of time. I mean, we see since the beginning of January 2018, all the, or 19, all the different trigger laws, they're called, that some of these extreme abortion uh, states are bringing out because they know that their time is short, short. very short. So if it doesn't get overturned with this case, more than likely another case will be heard um, this next year, oh. and okay. it will overturn then. Wow. We pray. We yeah. hope. So we still need signatures because okay. we just don't know yeah. how long, how much longer. Right. right. And, the, right. and the larger the signature base, the more. Yes. Well, that that's just so fa real quick. Just want to encourage our audience that, that if you don't know how to do justly right now, this is a easy baby step <laughs> yeah. to agree with the Lord and what he believes about the, 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 the value of human life to go to themoraloutcry.com and just read it, make sure you know what you're signing. Yeah. And if you agree, which you should if you read the Bible, <laughs> um, uh, go ahead and sign the petition and add to this number of those who have this moral uh, outcry in their hearts to see that we value life like God values life. So I just want to quickly just wanted to plug that because I, I don't want it to pass us, even though we're on a more topical subject. This is too relevant to oh, not yeah. to not deal with. And I'm sure it'll still be open for for yeah. several months even beyond. So so I, I just wow, I'm so encouraged by this. Yeah. Now, where did you get the word moral outcry that phrase? Well, the phrase came from Judge Scalia um, in a private conversation he um he made that statement he says you know i'm not for abortion but where is the moral outcry and you know as we were gathering around the round table just going you know and that that phrase came up we wow. said hey this hey where is the moral outcry and right. if if there was a moral outcry in the land the supreme court justice they have to listen if it's big enough and loud enough yeah so Awesome. So yeah. a million signatures maybe that's okay. allowed and we yeah. thought we'd be at a million by now yeah. honestly yeah. I mean we really thought we would be because um, I, I look at him like you don't have to take anyone home right <laughs> it doesn't cost any money right <laughs> just sign your name your signature right. becomes your voice yeah. 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 yeah yeah but you know people are not educated yeah they uh, they make a decision based on a wound that they've heard somebody, or maybe they right. have their own wounds. I don't know. Yeah. But um, so Denny and I try to educate. We educate here every month here at, at the base I have. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so just bringing education of how abortion even happened, how did we get here, why are we here, um, really makes a big difference. Wow. That's awesome. So do you feel like this burden really should be pressed upon every church and every family in the body of Christ? Or do you feel it's for like, no, it's just that one sporadic family who has to have 20 dreams and 20 visions before they adopt. Because sometimes you can have that, uh, I've heard that conversation of like, well, no, the Lord hasn't called me to, you know, put my foot into that arena of loving the unloved who have no families. Right. Like, what would you say to that? Well, like, 
Ruben said, if you love Jesus and you know your Bible, it's it's a no brainer. Right. This is all of our burden. Yeah. You know, to I love uh, Proverbs twenty four eleven just says, Stop those who are headed to the slaughter. I mean, it's pretty clear in that. And yeah. and, and then it goes on and just says, And if you tell me you, you didn't know, of course I know your heart and your intentions. You do know and everyone knows. So it's like if we could get the church to rise up not only just to be a voice for the unborn and say, hey, stop this, there's no need for this, and then also for the adoption factor. I mean, it, when abortion ends, the church is the only organization on the earth that can handle this kind of influx of babies. Wow. It's a harvest. John 4 talks about, you know, look into the fields, you know, which is plural, and see a harvest there. It's white and ripe and ready for the picking. And that's what these children, the babies are there and the church is, has turned, a, 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 they've turned from it and just say, yeah. oh, that's messy. That's and adoption. we really right. believe that it isn't a calling. We do believe yeah. that it is a duty. I yeah. mean, God orthor, uh, orchestrated, he's the author of adoption. He adopted <gasps> us. We're mm -hmm. all adopted. Yeah, that's good. You know, my, my girls like to say they've been adopted twice. <laughs> that's oh, awesome that's that is so great <laughs> it and i wish that and again it brings it it's about educating yeah um i wish people would understand it you know everybody's looking for revival and i we are looking for right. a revival too but we are in revival in our home wow we've got the word of the lord playing in the middle of our living room floor Adoption is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It is not a burden. It is something, Denny, I love how he says, he says, I get to do this. I don't have mm -hmm. to do this. I get to do this. And so not everyone can adopt. Right. Yeah. But so, you know, I always I always say, okay, so there's three ways. We are we intercede, we give our money, and we do the act. Yeah. So but I always say to everybody, Well, if you're gonna intercede, then you gotta become a real intercessor, not just praying every once in a while about it. And if you're going to give, it can't be that one-time gift of diapers, which I need. <laughs> yes, yeah. you definitely need that yeah. gift. But, yeah. Yeah. but we'll it's got to match. Yeah. Your intercession and your money has to match bringing in a child. Wow. I love that. I mean, I love that because what you're saying is um, no one gets an out right. from God's chosen fast. Exactly. You know, like this is what he delights in. and. Yeah. As a son and daughter of of the king, like we we get to have his heart, but it may not mean that you're taking one in. However, you're still a part of this. You know, I, it's interesting. I've been talking to my wife just because I've had this um, inner feeling. I don't know if you call it a, a prophetic thing, but Holy in, my, in my heart, <laughs> I've been saying, you know, I've been sensing uh, Elise. You know, she, I grew up very, very Mexican. You know, very Mexican family. People come to your house unannounced. They sleep in your house unannounced that kind of thing you know and and you welcome them in the culture allows for that you know right. uh she grew up in a culture that valued more the virtue of privacy you know it's not just a a, a I, I don't want to make that be evil because it's not there's right. something beautiful of creating safe havens for a you know a family nucleus and all that which i've really enjoyed since i've been married to her um but but there are weaknesses to both, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just told her, you know, I think we need to get ready for the thing that we haven't been doing much. Because, you know, in the early church, first century, the uh, people of God, their godliness was measured by their hospitality. 
you know, and, and mm-hmm. so it was not like how much they knew the Bible. It was not how, you know, it was their hospitality that showed their character right. that, that revealed if they were truly uh, followers of the way. And, and I believe the Lord's going to bring that back around. And so when you think about the issue of adoption, I mean, that's the, it's an ultimate expression of right. hospitality because it's not just yeah. come and stay in my home. It's come and be part of right. my home. You know? Come and live with me. Yeah. Take my, 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 my name. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Take my car keys soon. Ah, oh, this <laughs> is scary. Oh, gosh, that's real. It's real. So I just think that the church, we've been so comfortable, particularly in the West, yeah. we've been so comfortable with just our, what we, what we, the luxuries that we've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to be a little bit more considerate I mean, I, I just, when I was hearing you uh, talk about Matthew 25, there's so many of those things that we are deficient in in the Western church because yeah. in, for, for the majority, it seems like those that were around, we don't see poverty. We don't see need as much because it's easy to turn a blind eye to where it's at, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, but there's other countries where you, you can't ignore it. Right. It's yeah. there. And yeah. so and so in our, in our sense, it's important for us to realize, guys, you know, if this coronavirus thing exploded as it did, you know, and as it's still kind of progressing, um, well, maybe uh, I don't, you know, I don't have the facts on that. But the <laughs> point is, it created a massive uh, yeah. conversation, and it—I mean, it disrupted economies, all of this stuff. Surely, we can believe that this kind of thing's happening again, and so the need is going to become much more apparent yeah, right. when there's wars and rumors of wars, when there's right. pestilence and hatred yeah. and all of this stuff. There's going to be people looking for a home, and so why not look at those that are most helpless, those right. that can't feed themselves, that right. can't. Right. Well, the need is going. It's right around the corner. It's it's now. There's babies right now yeah. that are about to be born. That moms are making decisions. There's over a million embryos sitting in frozen state all over our nation. Um, the need is there, but it's going to amp up like this coronavirus. What has right. happened when? When we overturn, not we, but we uh, overturn Roe v. Wade, it's a huge need. Yeah. My hashtag is get your home study ready. Wow. Be yeah. ready before it comes. We're, we're part of that here. We understand what a forerunner is here at IHOP. We are, you know, CBETS is about being prepared before the time comes. So that's mine and Denny's main message is saying, be prepared before this comes. Let us tell you what is on the forefront here. And we've got the tools to help anyone walk this out. Wow. I think, I think, um, in my own opinion here, (laughs) here we go. Yes. Um, I think because God has offered this to the church and saying, Hey, be a father to the fatherless, um, defend them, deliver them, bring in the stranger. I think that this is kind of um, maybe the wedding rehearsal to get us ready for Israel. A precursor. But if we if we are if we reject the fatherless now, when it gets down to the nitty gritty of where it, it's Israel's going, and I'll just say, if we're denying the fatherless, we're going to deny them too. Mm. But I think this prepares our heart to get us ready to just receive them as a drink offering. Just say, I'm all in. I like you know? to say it this way if you can't be willing to take in just this pudgy little sweet baby <laughs> you are not going to take in a grumpy old man <laughs> well, 
<laughs> no, you're right. Something cute and you're naturally drawn to. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or a hormonal teenager. I mean. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know. Right. No, it's good. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost there. No. God, give me grace. Pray for me. Well, um, I, think, I think you touched on this earlier, but as Christians, we, we like a comfortable life. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we go to church on that Sunday morning. Everything out is working great. Yeah. But it, it, time and time again, when you read the scripture, it's all about being uncomfortable. Yeah. It's yeah. all about being outside of your comfort zone yeah. and yeah, doing absolutely. things that your body isn't naturally inclined yep. to do. Yes. We we like sin. We, we want to be comfortable and do it our way. And the Lord is calling us to do the complete opposite. So I love, again, even the fact that you're bringing up Israel and the big things in the world where we are going to have to lay down our lives. It's like, well... If we're not practicing right, right now, if we're not yeah. checking in on our elderly neighbor and seeing that they're okay, if we're not buying groceries for somebody who's just had surgery, if we're not doing even the small acts of justice for those around us now, then like you said, it's not like we're going to suddenly wake up one morning and be like, you know, I'm good. Bring all the Jews into my home. It's right. like you have to cultivate doing justly so that you can end yeah. up doing these Absolutely. big works too. Absolutely. And I think we miss and often negate the importance of those tiny acts. We only look at the big ones and say, mm -hmm. ah, God will see me then. So God will reward good. me then. It's like, no, it's the doing justly isn't about doing it once when you're 10 or once when you're 50. It's actually about the consistency and the pain and the uncomfortableness that it brings. That is doing justly. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It really totally. is. It's a lifestyle. We, we live in a nation that we want the gospel to cost us nothing. Yeah. Right. And, right. and when, you, when you turn away from that, and Mindy and I, like she said, we're in revival. This yeah. has wrecked us just wrecked us on such a level of just doing justice with just the spirit of adoption, you know, confronting the abortion issue, you know, with the moral uh. outcry and stuff. It's just like, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're spent. I mean, I'm 53 but, nursing a baby. I mean, wow. how great is that? I wake up giggling. I think no wonder Elizabeth laughed, you know, right. Sarah, yeah, or Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. I love it. And I would never even guess that that was your age. You both seem so, Alive, vibrant. Yeah. Little, uh, little so keep fun. you young, you know. <laughs> Unless you're young, and then littles make you feel old. But <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> let but, the reader understand. I mean, yes. I mean, even for our audience, if you don't even know how to pray for the ending of abortion and and the injustice that that is, you can join us in the prayer room. We have. I don't. Do you know the dedicated Fr set? Friday 10 a.m. Friday, Friday 10 a.m. Yep. Yeah. We pray for yes, those who are orphans who are in need of a home and. We, we want you to join in with us. Yes, your prayers are powerful when you do them by yourself at home, but sometimes the camaraderie you feel when you do it with others is so strong and powerful. So yeah, 10 a.m. Friday morning. And I also want to say great people do hard things. Anything easy to get is not worth doing. And yeah. so often I sympathize. I mean, I empathize, but I sympathize um, that so often we want the easy route. We want to be normal. You know, because of the way that it feels, the way that it doesn't challenge our practice or in all lifestyles. But who wants normal when you have access to yeah. greatness? Oh my gosh, and yes. not 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 so much that greatness that self fulfills you, uh, a greatness that uh, that focuses uh, on you in particular, um, uh, being advanced, but that you get to participate in what the Father is doing on the earth. Yeah. I mean, he's the one who's got these ideas. And trust me, if Jesus 
was willing, like Philippians, you know, teaches us, Philippians 2, um, willing to go and sacrifice. It says, for the joy set before him that he endured it. And I believe that we, if we want to engage in something meaningful, we are going to have to go through the difficulty of that choice. And so join us. I mean, I'm like talking myself into it, Georgie. Let's adopt. But let's adopt. I'm just saying like together, let's, let's go for doing yeah. works of justice daily, every day. I mean, there's so many different options. This is a very compelling one because it's very, very practical yeah. to our lifestyles today in America. There's so much death around, uh, so much bloodshed of the innocent, unborn babies. But there's so many other ways as well that God has been whispering at you. Hey, why don't you talk to this person? Why don't you share Jesus to this person? Why don't you give this to that person? I mean, there's yeah. so many ways to involve yourself in what God's doing, the works of justice. And I just want to encourage you to have faith, be bold, and don't look back. Because yeah. I think that you'll feel a sense of it is that your life is now more than just about fulfilling your own life. Yes. Amen. I'm going to adopt. So, <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> Me too. Actually, my wife and I have been talking about Come it for on. ever since we were engaged. But like recently, like, hey, we had an, a surprise baby. Like, we're back at it. So should Might we think well. about it? <laughs> well, I you guys know just... who to come talk to. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. I'm afraid if we do, it'll happen sooner than later. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, if you haven't listened to our previous podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any outlet that you have, um, including YouTube. And we look forward to seeing you next Friday, 2 p.m. Central Time. Peace. <laughs>